Hey, welcome back to the Grace Ops Podcast. We are a band of brothers being trained by grace to conquer darkness and empower men to live upright. It's really exciting to be part of building a culture out all across this country. Men are coming into this to be inspired, to be fueled, and to be sharpened in the things of God for their lives right here and right now. We got a powerful episode for you today, <clears throat> learning how to use fear when we feel fear or we sense fear, but to actually use that as fuel to actually walk in valor and to be men who are courageous. And the I've got a great uh, team here with me today. Ryan, Tom, uh, Ryan Evan and Josh Thompson from Kansas City are with us today. And the premise for today, Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we want to talk about this concept today about walking with God, walking with God in your assignment and learning how to not let fear trap us. And there's a lot of trappings of fear in this culture. And if we're saying allow fear to fuel valor, your fear can also fuel other things and actually it can cripple you. And, and, and one of the, I want to kind of point out the sneaky fear today. There's Fear gets sneaky like a snake. It creeps into your life and can literally suffocate you. So I have a story I'm going to share a little later in the episode. Um, so we've got a great, uh, great game plan here with everybody. I'm going to bring all these guys in. So, hey, welcome to the show today, guys. It's good to see you. What's up, Josh? What's up, Brian? Hey, what's going hey, on, guys? Josh is in Kansas City, man. We love Kansas City. <laughs> I'll be in Kansas City uh, July 8th, actually, through the, the 17th, and and we are going to – I'll be out there for the ATC camp. It's going to be really powerful. So Pack your water bottle. It's it's 100 degrees today. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys – are you guys, like, on a drought like we are? Have you gotten rain or – We had rain about a week ago, but it's not a crazy drought, but it's just hot as all get out, man. It's wild wow. down here. Yeah. Dude, yesterday I did a wedding outside. At three o'clock sure. p.m., and it was one of those weddings where they were like, "We're gonna be formal." <laughs> so yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "That's Thanks more planning an outdoor wedding in June." Put that in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in a suit and tie. Oh my gosh, dude, it was brutal. But uh, it was a, it's a great couple, huh? I said full jacket, full jacket, dude. Everything. Oh, man, dude. Luckily, I was in the shape. You know, I was out there at Killbuck. I at least had that little pergola thing over us or whatever. Right. Well, guys, uh, we want to jump into this topic. So be strong and courageous. Uh, This passage comes out of uh, Joshua's life, right when Moses had passed away, right when uh, the great promise of God, I'm going to take, I'm the Lord your God taking you out of Egypt, and I'm going to give you into a land of promise. And so God is actually getting ready to, to bring his people into this promise that's hundreds of years old. And so they're right on the cusp of like, you know, Moses had just passed. Joshua was this amazing uh, young leader under Moses's life. And uh, even when Moses would like leave the tent of meeting, Joshua would linger in the presence of God, you know. So I want to make that a strong premise about intimacy today. Like we have to know God. You know, this isn't like this cute little podcast like, oh, te- I hate this whole verse of the day concept of like, and I get it, it's all cool stuff, but sometimes if you're just reading the verse of the day and you're just trying to add a little bit of good luck Jesus to your life, you know, that's really missing the point. You know, we you got to kind of go 
you got to burrow in. You got to actually be a man of purpose and intention and actually go after your goals. And uh, one of your goals should be to know God. It should be to be in God's presence and to know God's word and to be a man of faith. And so men of Amen. faith actually can rise up and actually fight and conquer. And so Joshua was a conqueror. I mean, he was a general in God's army. And so, you know, here he gets this. Moses just passes on. He's like all bummed out. God's like, suck it up, kind of get up. You know, it's like you got a lot of work to do. Um, let's look ahead. So, guys, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about what it means to be strong and courageous. I mean, how do we, you know, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you. So how do we go forward in our 21st century culture with all the fear trappings? You know, we just came out of COVID-19 and the opinion of COVID is all over the map. I'm not here to <clears throat> voice my opinion on it necessarily, but there was fear uh, all across our the globe. You know, so fear is actually a very powerful tool that we know governments use to uh, to take advantage of people and stuff. So we've seen some of that in a lot of ways. We've kind of come, we're coming through that still. We're still not on all that, but but let's talk about that today, gentlemen. What do you guys got to say about being strong and courageous, even uh, doing things afraid, knowing God, and doing all of it at the same time? What do you guys got today? <clears throat> well, just going back to what. Uh, you were saying in Joshua 1, 9 and the premise for Joshua's leadership, it talked about in uh, Exodus 33 in the tent of meeting when Moses would go in and meet with the Lord. Joshua was in there, too. And when when Moses would leave to go talk to the people, it says in Exodus 33, uh, verse 11 and 12, that Joshua never left. Joshua stayed in the tent of meeting stayed in the Lord's presence. And that was as much of a training for him to lead God's people as it was the day-to-day face-to-face with Moses. So as Moses was in the tent of meeting, Joshua was observing Moses and the Lord interact. And when Moses would leave, Joshua stayed. So when when the Lord commands Joshua in, in establishing his leadership to be strong and courageous, that foundation was already set very firmly and established a strength that he had he had spent the hours that it took to have a confidence in in his relationship with God, his communication with God, and that that command to be strong and courageous was really established before the command. Yeah, and that's so important that we have a foundation of <clears throat> knowing God and really being in His presence. You know, that's it's it's the concept of like I kind of like look at it as getting drunk in God, right? Like intoxicated with his love. And like he he really is uh, the presence of God really does relief release like endorphins in our mind. And it releases that that uh, drug kind of, if you will. And it, it's it helps us to actually know him and be intimate with him. Like he's our addiction. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. For some people that don't know Christ really intimately, think that that's crazy talk. You know, like, oh my gosh, never heard that before. Well, you need to not pass by it so quick. You need to kind of slow down and hear what we're saying. Because Joshua, you know, we want to be men like Joshua. I mean, you read Joshua's story. But then if you want to be like Joshua, you have to burrow into his life and find these little nuggets of what he was like. So now they're getting ready to go conquer the promised land. They're getting ready to go fight and battle the enemies of God. And they're going to, God's going to use strategies that 
probably no person, none of us would probably come up with these strategies, right? Like march <laughs> around the city right. every day and then, you know, blow your trumpets. <laughs> like we would never. <laughs> so what I'm saying raise is raise your hands ready. and don't put them down. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said, raise yeah. up your hands and don't let them fall. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll win. <laughs> now you're going to win. Right? Like, yeah, it's just crazy. So. So they're getting ready to enter into this crazy dependency on God as if they hadn't already had it up to this point. But this statement of be strong, and courageous and fear not is is going to be one that they're going to get to know about a lot in the next many chapters of Joshua. Yeah. So how well, do you guys had, see fear in your own life? Yeah, what's what do you got? Ron? I just had a few things to add to the beginning statements of just. Uh, kind of going along with what Josh was saying and what you guys were saying about, you know, the concept of knowing God, you know, like like knowing who who is with you, knowing, you know, and uh, for me, it, it goes back to something you always say, Brian, right? Like that that whole like, <clears throat> you know, when we're in a pursuit of God, right? And we're 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 developing intimacy with God. There's a there's a difference between get like like developing and growing in intimacy and growing in information, you right. know, um, and and I think that's you know a lot of people in this in in our culture and in just the church world today, like there's a there's a huge separation be some, be, between somebody who is growing in information about God, right? Growing in information about the Father, information about Jesus, and th- you know someone who is actually growing in intimacy. Right. right. Building, building relationship. They're they're pursuing the man, the person of Jesus Christ and not just information about him, you know. And so there, there's that real relational aspect that we see in the tense of meeting with a guy like Joshua, who is who is is uh, diving in. Right. Right. Who's tarrying with God in his presence. Right. He's not he's not in the tent of meeting to seek out the, the, the next heavy revy. Um, and to, right. to, to gather more information about about Jesus, but he's growing in intimacy with God. And I think that that's a really important distinguishing factor um, when when facing fear and, you know, is is really understanding that as we're moving through Scripture, as we're, you know, you know, this, uh, um, you know, moving in in relationship with Christ, that we're not meant to God didn't call us to grow in our in our understanding of the information about him, you know, the Bible was given to us to, to, um, to, be, to, to highlight um, who he is, you know what I mean? So we are growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ because we are growing in our relationship and in our intimacy with the person of Christ, you yeah. know, and, and, and as we grow in that knowledge um, and that, you know, which is, which is both uh both informational and experiential, you know what I mean? It's like standing in the middle of both and just bracing the, bracing in the tension. Um, but, but that has to be our main focus is, is that relationship with the person of Jesus Christ, understanding that scripture is here to highlight um, the very nature of God, right? The very desires of his heart, right? And so because of that, we're growing in the knowledge of our intimacy with the person of Jesus Christ, and and when we do that, we we have a solid rock to have our confidence. You know, our confidence gets put in Him. Our you know, it's it's that thing that we hope in. It's the thing that we trust. I'm not trusting in pages in a book. I'm trusting in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah, an actual person it makes all all the difference. Yeah. 
who actually came and showed us valor. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we when we compare ourselves to Christ, knowing we're growing into the headship of who He is as the body. Yeah, well, that's He's the best example <laughs> of all examples, right? right. Um, yeah. We like David's example because we can identify with all of his weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, but Christ as the example, you're like, whoa, man, He's calling, yeah. He's empowered me actually to live that way. It's it's yeah. actually pretty awakening, you know. It's exposing what all of the areas that He would call us out of. So. Do you guys have, so in a 21st century culture, we've got, you know, we've got like the pressure of like even the American lifestyle, you know, live a particular way, make sure, I mean, you see commercials all the time, what's your number? And, you know, they've, they've got these big numbers above their head of their retirement numbers and yeah, so much of our lives and none of that stuff's all, I'm not saying that stuff's bad and you shouldn't have it. I think you should plan and you should be a good planner and you should have a, you know, you should have a retirement plan and stuff like that. But but if that's our main focus, which it seems like so much of that pressure of the American lifestyle, because I've kind of lived the opposite. I know all of us here are opposite of the American uh, lifestyle. None of us are in um, just typical jobs. We've all taken like what I call like a trailblazer, a risk takers uh, route. And um, why? Why did you guys take the t- path of a risk taker? And how have you overcome the fear in the 21st century culture? How have you applied Joshua 1.9? in in your modern day lifestyle um so how has fear come against you how have you overcome fear what are some of the current fears maybe that you you might have back here if you'd be vulnerable enough say some of this stuff creeps me out sometimes but sure and then how do we go forward how do you guys do that in your lives because none of us are like normal guys yeah well for me um you know being at the international house of prayer and coming onto staff with a, a family, the to be honest with you, the last thing I ever wanted to do was raise financial partnership and and that kind of th- kind of thing. And I told the Lord I didn't want to do it, and He's like, "Well, I'll do it anyway." And so it's part one would be stepping out in faith and and doing that and seeing the Lord meet me. And second, though, probably the biggest source of fear in my life right now is my family. To be honest, I mean, when I was a young guy with no wife, no kids, no real responsibilities other than myself, it was really easy to be cavalier, you know, go out and I'll die for Christ today. No big deal. I'll do anything. But now I'm thinking about my two little girls at home, my wife, and a big priority in my life is keeping them safe. That's why I have means of protection in my home. That's why I have a plan and for a while, honestly, um, the enemy came at me with fear about my about my kids and my wife. And sometimes I would be, even be gripped with fear that they were going to, I don't know, die in a car accident on the road. Or you know, I'm a police chaplain and, and hearing some of the stories and the roll calls in the mornings of some of the kidnappings and shootings and stuff in neighborhoods around our, our, our city. The enemies come after me trying to get me to believe that that's what's going to happen to my family. But really that fear that's come against my heart, come against my mind, come against my emotions. I found it to be an invitation to really pursue the truth Hmm. because fear, when I was a kid, what my, uh, my parents told me is fear. And you look at it as an acronym. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And 
what the enemy intended for evil, the Lord sees it the opposite way. And not that I'm saying that the Lord's going to protect my life from any, you know, bad circumstances forever. But as I step into faith, I choose to pursue the Lord's truth. It really does. There's something that happens in our hearts when we say, no, I'm not going to believe this. I'm not going to allow this to slow me down. I'm not going to allow this to cripple me. I'm going to pursue the truth. I'm going to pursue the Lord's heart and I'm going to trust. Trust is active. It's not like a you're sitting on your hands waiting for God to come do something for you. But really trust is I'm going to fight for my own heart. I'm going to fight for the heart of my family and I'm going to believe what the Lord says. And I'm going to stir myself up in the word. I'm going to stir myself up in prayer. I'm going to pursue worship. And the Lord really does strengthen our hearts when we make that decision. So you're, so you're saying in this one sliver of your life, and Josh, I know your, your life and you've got some health issues you're walking with one of your daughters. You know, your life mm-hmm. isn't like in this perfect little faith bubble where it's like no harm comes to nigh my dwelling, right? Like that's a promise that I engage and believe but I'm going to pursue God, even if harm is coming into my life. Right. You know, like like it, I don't, that's, and that's kind of what we're talking about is like not letting, we don't have to have perfect. It doesn't have to have the perfect scenario for us to step out in faith. So you're saying, right. and, and what a fear you identified, right? My family could die, right? Like the enemy's getting in your head, all these subtleties where the enemy comes, like th- those are thoughts that hit you like at four in the morning, right? Like yeah. you wake up at like, or 10 o'clock, you're, you're doing something in an office and all of a sudden you get this thing that hits you. So that's kind of what we're talking about is how we deal with that. So you, you're yeah. saying to build the valor in your life and to be strong and courageous instead of entertaining that thought over and over and giving it a place to live. Cause that's very right. key for us to remember the more you repeat a thought, the more neural pathway it has in your brain. Yeah, and God made us in a particular way. So you actually give it a place to live. One time I was going to write a text message. I was going to take my phone and I was going to text my wife a particular thought about, and it was basically about like a, another way I could make money. And, but it didn't have anything to do with my, the sign of my, my life. It was just going to be a cute little joke. And I remember I deleted the whole thing and I never pressed send. And, and it was so clear as day. I was like, if I hit send, that has a place to live now. Yeah created the path in her head and I created, and I'm like, I don't even want to give that thought a place to live. Even though <laughs> that thought can make me thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so um, that's really, and that's what we're talking about to be strong and courageous. So you said when your fear rose up, you used it to trigger you kind of like you used it to fuel you into discovering the truth. I'm going to go yeah. after God even harder. Right. And it's kind of like a, a weird deal because Sometimes fear kind of like will kickstart you. You know what I mean? It'll kind of like jolt you awake from, you know, whatever is going on. And sometimes the enemy, he'll try to bring in, you know, something to distract you. But really what it does is it wakes you up. And if if he's going to spend the time to come try to disengage my heart and, and try to engage my heart with fear... I see that as an opportunity to wake up from what my own mind is producing and to pursue something in the Lord. You know, he, he thought that he was going to have some kind of victory there, but maybe what he didn't understand was he was waking me up and the Lord was 
waiting with an invitation in this at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I would say my biggest fear, <clears throat> you know, as I've been on on my journey and, and path has always been um, the fear of humiliation, right? The fear of me. I don't want to necessarily just say failing, right? Because what really is failure, you know? Um, but I think that within each of us, uh, you know, we get an assignment from God and then we begin to predetermine um, the outcome. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. because the, the, the imagination and the mind that God's given us is so powerful, you know, we can receive words of encouragement. We can receive prophetic words. We can receive, um, just an assignment. God's saying, go here. This is, this is what I'm calling you to do, you know? Um, and then our mind begins to predetermine what that should look like. You know what I mean? Like what it's going to look like, like what outcome that, that we are predetermining that we want to see, you know what I mean? And, and really what, what ends up happening is we begin taking the reins of our, of our assignment, of our journey, of what the outcome should be, of what success looks like within the confines of what we believe God has spoken to us about. Um, and, and, and really that could have been, that never could have been what was God, God's intention, but we've now developed this expectation, you know what I mean? And so then when we don't meet our expectation, it wasn't God's expectation. It was our expectation that we created, um, around our, you know, uh, around our assignment. Um, now we begin to feel like a failure. Now we begin to, uh, measure ourselves to another man's journey or another man's accomplishments or another man's um, the, the way his journey and his assignment is working out. You know what I mean? Um, so I've always had fear. I, I would say in that regard of that, I'm going to be humiliated, um, you know, and, and for me, some of the lessons I've learned and, and I've got to, you know, Josh, you shared an acronym. I'm going to share an acronym as, as well. It's just the way my brain right. works, but my brain starts. I'm not going to share an acronym. Yeah. He's not, Brian's <laughs> probably not going to share an acronym, but, but you know, this, this, this for me is like, when I, when I, when I get into these places of fear, I, I really do. I come back to this, right. Is, is the fact of like, what do I need to overcome fear? Right. Right. What helps me with the courage? It's so, so for, for fear, it's fortitude, it's engagement, attitude, and resolve. Yeah, those are the four pieces that I need to to engage in my life to overcome fear. Fortitude. It's the courage to keep moving forward in the midst of adversity, right? In 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 the opposition of fear, I need to be confident in who I am as a son of God, and I need to be confident in who He says He is. You know, um, that's one of those things. That's that foundational piece. It's an identity piece for me. You know, of like, I got to remind myself that God is faithful. You know, yeah. God is faithful to provide. God's faithful to 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 keep um, supplying my every need. You know, engagement for me is like it's that it's that outward action part, right? Like, I think what happens is we get into the midst of fear, and we allow you can either allow fear again to fuel that place of action and and valor where we take courage and say you know what i'm going to press in i'm going to i'm going to move forward anyways despite how i'm feeling despite how the enemy is trying to paralyze me with this feeling of saying you know and, and it happens to so many people like how many people are working dead end jobs and how many people are not living the life that they really want to live because they're too afraid you know it paralyzes us to the point where we don't take action anymore so, th- so the next question for me is that engagement piece. What am I engaging? 
You know what I mean? Like, am I, am I taking action on what I'm believing for? You know, I have to ask those questions and, and you know, so that it's that whole thing of like, just do something, be courageous to keep acting towards what you're believing for. Um, the second thing for me is I, I, I check out my attitude, right? It's, it's for me, it's that settled way of thinking about something, right? Like, um, you know, and I really kind of base that on the concept of that, you know, I heard, I, I can't remember where I heard it, but it, it said that your attitude will determine your direction. You know what I mean? And right. so when I'm in the midst of those things, you know, like I've got to check my attitude, man. I got to check. Okay. Like, am I getting negative? Am I allowing these thoughts to really drive me into depression? Am I allowing it to drive me, you know, uh, you know, into laziness, into, into other comforts, into numbing myself through, you know, it could, you know, as far as sin, right. Am I numbing myself because I don't want to feel the pain of what I'm facing anymore, you know? Um, and we all have different ways that we end up doing that. And the second thing for me is just, is, is that old concept of resolve to just, I'm just going to determine within my heart, no matter what, I'm not going to surrender and I'm not going to quit, you know? And And it's just, for me, it's that reminder, man, of like, I know who he is. I know what he says about me and I know what he says about himself, you know, and I'm just going to simply resolve within myself when I have an assignment from God that I'm not going to quit. Yeah, that goes back to, that's, that's things we've taught on many times on this podcast. And it's, it's the essence of our culture is building a community of men that you do life with. So yeah. as you build camaraderie and you start to get what we call like spiritual wise counsel in your life, you can uh, when you when you make big decisions like, you know, all these paths that we've all gone down, when you vet it through like spiritual wisdom and spiritual counsel, you uh, the scriptures actually have this phrase that you can wage your war. You can go into that battlefield. You can go into that place where valor's demanded and you cannot quit. Like I literally have been through that in my own life personally, that in my own assignment, I've been so pummeled down to where like, but I was just holding on literally for dear life going, well, I'm just not going to quit. That was my only strategy is I'm just not going to quit. I'm going to spend time not quitting. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, and then God, uh, was a, you know, God used all that and and worked it all out for his glory. And, and the turnaround part of that story is just absolutely, uh, brilliant and glorious, but it's none of it was my strategies. I was even in the middle of that, those time frame of my life, the wilderness years, I was trying things that worked a year or two ago and uh, they wouldn't work in the wilderness. It was like, uh, it cost me more, it cost me more time and more finances. And it was just crazy. Um, So what do you, what do you got, Josh? I know you feel, you're feeling something there, huh? Yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, the Lord is all about laying out invitations in front of us and, knowing having a grasp of what he's called us to is just incredibly important. And Ryan, I love the acronym that you gave, um, especially about fortitude and knowing your identity and standing strong in it. And I'm, I'm thinking about first uh, John four eighteen when the Lord says that there's no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. And, and a, a lot of, my life before I had to really engage with what fear was, I was assuming that if I'm operating in God's love, then I wouldn't have fear. 
but really what it what it's turned out to be is inviting his love to fuel my heart and to really a a love that is without mixture from the lord it drives out fear just like if you have a cup full of you know oil and you pour water into it the oil rises to the top and and flows out and eventually you'll have a cup that just contains water and it's not that love instantly turns your heart completely into fear, but you have to allow the process of being filled with God's love. Even though you have fear in your heart, you're, there's a level of, of fear that you're having to, to deal with when you step out, when you begin to pursue the, the call on your life that the Lord has placed there. There is a level of fear that you have to deal with, but it, it can't be something that causes you to stay where you are or to retreat. There is no retreat in love. There's only advancement. There's only pursuit. And the Lord has called us to be men that pursue our calling, that pursue his love, that pursue relationship and intimacy. So as we step forward and we ask the Lord, let your perfect love drive out fear. He's saying, as you come to me, that's going to be the process that works that out. That's going to be where it gets it's, it gets done. There is no sitting and waiting. And just before you start your call, the Lord's drive, driven out fear. That's just never how it's going to work. Yeah, there's <clears throat> my mind goes all over the place right here. <laughs> there's so many things we could talk about, but mm. when we can give fear a place to live like we've we've mentioned. And that's kind of how the people of God were when they actually came out of their slavery. They're now they're on this new journey of freedom, but they also don't have daily comforts. Even in slavery, they had things like, well, I knew when I was going to eat. I knew when I was going to sleep. And I, right. my life wasn't as stressful as it is in this journey with God thing. And they gave their they gave their fear. Uh, they gave it uh, power through their words. They, they allowed the, those words to be on repeat. They started uh, grumbling and complaining. And and that actually fostered into like, you know, literally tens of thousands of people's hearts. And it caused them a whole generation to not to not even make it into the promised land. You know, they had to wait for a whole generation to die off in the wilderness. And so you can give fear such a place in your life that it cripples you. I mean, you think about yeah. this day and age, you think about like, I think the number one drug in America is actually fast food. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nobody wants to talk about their their drive of uh, drug addiction, right? <laughs> but that's uh, that's the big one, right? Like you know, you know. And, but we've got all these other the plethora of just ways we can, um, you know, get release and, and distract ourselves. And we live in the most drug. Uh, you know, we're indebted. We're 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 using more uh, drugs in this adult cohort than ever in the history of our country. We're more depressed, indebted, uh, obese. We're, it, it's just, it, it goes on and on and on. And you, and, and I'm using that to say you can actually give fear such a place and anxiety, such a place in your life. And, and unfortunately we live in a culture that a lot of times, even in the Christian culture, and I'm not saying this is necessarily wrong, but we think, Oh, well, I'll go take a pill and that'll fix it. And, uh, and you might need a pill to help you. I'm not saying that you don't, I'm just saying, that it's sad in our culture when that's more of our default thinking, where it's like 
God wants us to come to him. So I've actually created two strong practices in my life that help me overcome fear or live, do it afraid. You know, if we want to talk about it from that perspective, because I do things afraid all the time. One is when I have fear, like you, you guys have brought up these, these subtleties, these little subtle fears, I cast them upon the Lord. I literally yeah. have a conversation with God. I say, Father, I know you love me. And this circumstance is taking up a lot of time in my heart because I'm scared or mm-hmm. I have anxiety over this thought. And I give it to you today, God, not so I can ignore it and, and not be responsible in it, but because I need your strength and your perspective to help me. I need your power and your presence to actually give me fuel right now because this is wanting to stop me. This is wanting to take a couple hours. And if you ever realize there's a statistic, I can't remember exactly. I probably quote it wrong. But there was a statistic that 80 to 90 percent of the things that we actually fear never come, never even come true. Yeah. Fear is such a facade. It really is such a fake, you know, and Mm -hmm. it just gets in our way. It wants to cripple us, wants to spin our emotions. Uh, The second thing, you know, so I spend time um, casting my cares on Christ whenever I need to. That's one of the practices. The second thing is I... On my day off, which is Mondays, I take my Sabbath on Monday. I take I take the whole day off, and I sleep, I rest, I read. And one of the things I practice on my on my Sabbaths is I practice being thankful. I will spend an hour just thinking on things I'm thankful for, and that actually is a very powerful fuel that gets put in my tank. Now, it's not that I don't I'm not thankful the rest of the week, but I specifically focus on thankfulness on my Mondays, and I find it to be a very powerful weapon. Um, to fuel the assignment on my life. That's good. Yeah. So you guys got any thoughts to throw out there? Um, uh, one thing real quick, not to, uh, this has come to my mind a bunch, but October 1st and 2nd, we're going to be in Kansas City doing a Grace Ops Men's Advance. It's going to be a very par- powerful time together. If you can make that, we would encourage you to uh, get on our website, graceops.net slash events and check it out and get registered if you can. We'd love to have you there in KC. It's going to be a really powerful time. Yeah, it is. Looking forward to it a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the new developments in, in uh, Grace Ops, uh, and, and I'll kind of bring this to a close here. If uh, you guys got closing thoughts, we can throw those in in a moment. But uh, the one of the things I want to be clear on is if – in Joshua 1, 9, the be strong and courageous, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. Knowing God, knowing his assignment for your life, we've talked about all that. Um, so they're actually getting in, ready to go in and actually conquer lands and conquer peoples. And they actually went to fight the physical enemies of God. And in our culture, in the 21st century culture, we've talked about how fear comes in in subtle ways. And it's basically a John 10 kind of uh, play out, right? Where the Jesus taught and he said, the enemy only comes to steal. He only comes to kill and he only comes to destroy. He says, but I have come that you could discover life. And that's what we're all about, about how grace empowers us to discover the life of God, the holiness of God, the beauty of God. And so you, you got this. Are be strong and, and courageous. Are live a life full of valor. Guess what, guys? Every day you still wake up and you slay the enemies of God. They're just not in the physical realm now like it was for Joshua. 
But right. we get up and we slay darkness every day, every decision, every 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 time we say, "No, I'm gonna I'm not gonna let fear live in my life. I'm not gonna let fear be my my father today or my teacher today. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be courageous." Those that type of action in our lives actually destroys darkness. That's why that's our motto: is we're being trained by grace to conquer darkness. And so we want to empower you and encourage you with our, I mean, what a powerful uh, thing for Ryan Evan to open up. Like I know him, I've journeyed with him over a decade. And I know that when he says, uh, you know, the biggest fear for me is to actually be, to be humbled by my risk taking and not make it, you know, to actually be humbled in that whole, like God didn't show up, you know, and, and some of the, the gnarly terrain that he walks through, I've walked that with him for over a decade. And I've always come to him like, no, man, you're, it's, you got to see what God's calling you to do. You got to continue to be strong. And, and he's done the same to me. Like we've, we've encouraged one another, we've sharpened one in this lifestyle. So I want to be very clear. We get up and we conquer every day. We conquer darkness every day. And fear is going to want to come in like a boa constrictor. It's going to want to kind of snuff out the will of God, the love of God. So, you know, this is what, this is wild, right? But when I found Christ or Christ found me, however you want to say it, when I was 17, well, when I was 27, I was still on fire for God. When I was 37, I was still on fire for God. Guess what? Next year, I'll be 47, and I'm still on fire for God. Let's and, go. And that's a goal, right? Like when I'm 57, how about when I'm 67? How about when I'm 77? We've got to keep that zeal and that passion, and we've got to model something better for for the generation that's coming up underneath us. And so, I just want to be clear that we still fight God's enemies. They're just uh, yeah. on the physical realm. And, and, uh, and, and it's still just as glorious to fight darkness. I love it. You know, so when, when we know God in intimacy, we partner God with, we partner with him in the great commission and his power. And we get filled with the Holy spirit to go fight and conquer. So I have a closing story, but I know I'm kind of stirring up the atmosphere. You guys want yeah, to I know, right? like, you're going to get us talking again. Bro. <laughs> you guys want to yeah. drop anything? Um, and then I'll <laughs> offer a closing story. <laughs> I do have a couple of verses, but Ryan, if you want to go first, I'd, uh, go, go ahead, man. I, I'll, I'll drop here in just a second. Okay. Well, the, the biggest encouragement to me in the battle is that we have a realistic victory in our, in our, in our sights that we actually are going to win and we're not doing it alone. And so the Lord said in John uh, 16, 33, he said, I've said these things to you that you would have peace in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's one of my favorite verses. And he also said in Matthew 28, 20, he said, be sure of this. I'm with you even to the end of the age. So we're not having to go through this alone. And a big point that we make as um, as men in pursuing this uh, in, in grace ops is to do it together. And it is good to have brothers to be able to you know, pray with and talk about life with, but also it's just as crucial to know that Jesus is there, that we're, our spiritual battle is one. He has the victory. He did it. He's overcome the world. We're not out here trying to fight our own battle. We are engaging with a war that he's already won. That, that gives me hope really. Cause if it was, if it was completely up to me, I would be screwed. I mean, there's no chance of winning, but he having overcome the world, being with me until the end, he's going to help me figure it out. We're going to get it done. We're going to win together. And the victory that he's already won, I have access to. So that that really just 
that's what gives me hope in the, in the midst of fighting the battle of life and overcoming fear. Yeah. I think, I think you make a great point that we can do these things because we know God. And when you know God, you know, he's sovereign. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. And I'll just end with this. You know, we, we always hear that like those statements, you know, God's with us. Right. Right. And he's, he's telling Joshua, he's telling all these people in the, in, throughout scripture, do not fear for I am with you. Right. I go mm-hmm. before you. Um, but I think it's that whole concept of like, you know, and then we hear, we hear the statement, um, if God is for you, who can stand against you? Right. Right. And I think that's the harder, the harder one. I, I really do. Like, do I believe that God is with me? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I know he's with me somewhere around me, like fighting the battles. But do I believe that God is for me? It's good. Like that, that's a, that, that comes into an identity thing for me. You know what I mean? Like, do I actually believe that when he looks at me, he sees value? You know what I mean? That he's like, I value you as my son. Like I am for every part of who you are, right? And everything, all your development, all of, all of, uh, all, all that you're setting your hand to, am, am I for you? You know what I mean? Um, so and that, that for me has been um, something that I've been kind of shifting my focus. I, I know God's with me and I, I do, you know, it's like, I, I know it, but I got to remind myself that he's for me. You know what I mean? Like, like he's in an intimate way. Like he's, he's a part of the intimate details of my life. You know, he's, he's, he's providing these opportunities as his invitations in, to experience more and more of his love, more and more of his nature. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of that whole concept for me of, um, you know, everybody wants to know the provider, um, but they don't want to be provided for, you know, they don't want to experience the lack, you know, I like, I don't want to be in need, but I want to, I want to, I want to see the provider, right. I want to, I want to see God, the healer, but I don't want to be sick, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. so I don't want to experience that, that, that the, the healer, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see God's healing, but don't let me get sick. You know what I mean? Like, don't put yeah. me into these circumstances where I have to trust in you, you know, completely. I have to abandon all everything and put all my confidence and all my hope in you, you know? And, and when we look at some of these stories in the scripture, man, that, that is what these men were doing. You know, I, I think of so many scriptures like, um, you know, Gideon, you know, for one to, 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 to take an army of 30,000 men and boil it down to 300 and say, Hey, yeah, this is, this is sufficient. This is how I want you to go out and fight this battle. Even though the odds were, uh, I believe somewhere around four, eight, 480, soldiers to one of his you know what i mean i'm like that those are some serious odds you know um, like, yeah let's go this, this is yeah like, <laughs> like, like, i'm gonna you know, like these guys over here don't drink their water right they can't come fight with you you know what i mean like like what are you talking about dude like um but but my the, the one principle for me is that intimacy always precedes our fruitfulness you know what i mean sure. um it, it always does. And, and when, when, the, when we say that, we also have to understand that the great commandment, right? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength will precede the great commission, you know? So there's this, this real part in us where intimacy is first, right? We have to, we are growing again. It goes back to kind of some of the things we were talking about earlier, but we are growing in the knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. And when we understand his nature, um, we, we have the ability to move forward, you know, in confidence because our confidence isn't in an outcome. It's in, it's in the nature of the very nature of God. Amen. Amen. Bo. Yeah. So one of the new developments, uh, I want to, I want to close with a quick story here and it's been amazing uh, time here today, guys. We, I, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Jake Swader. He's been a uh, kind of a, a wind of, of, 
a breath of fresh air kind of in the, the sale of the Graysops culture. And I've known Jake for over a couple of decades now, and we always have talked about doing a, uh, a school, a discipleship training center. We've always talked about making disciples. We've actually done it for small uh, kind of capacities here and there. But just in January, we were doing some fasting and praying. And, and uh, out of that fast and prayer time, Jake came to me and he said, hey, we're uh, my he literally this is really powerful. He's like, God exposed to me that I've been living in fear and I've been living too safe. And, you know, Jake's probably getting close to being in his 40s now. And he's starting to really think through like, man, what am I going to do the rest of my life? And I really want to impact this world. And so it's really tender before God. And he's just really soft. And he's like, because he's had, he built a really good career. And, but that's really not his assignment or his calling for him specifically for him. And he came to me and he's like, he's like, we're just going to, I'm going to quit my job and we're just going to do whatever God tells us to do. Well, when I heard that, I was like, well, that's really cool. And I had two thoughts. I thought, well, that's, I want to know what God's telling him to do. And then the second thought I had was, I think I know what God would tell him to do. And uh, we've been talking about doing the school for years and we've made plans and we've even done it to certain capacities. We've had students and we've, we've done some of this in Grace Ops. I want to have in Grace Ops a discipleship training center to where uh, people across the country can send their sons and daughters. We can be one of those places that will have a backbone and, can help detox your children from the world and really put them um, just continue to build that powerful foundation of God in their life. And so Jake, uh, I met with him and his wife and my wife and we all met and, and uh, we had this little talk. I said, well, Hey, I want to know what God's telling you to do, but I, I might know. And he's like, okay. And I was like, Hey, what about the school? So I, I, I threw that out there in this restaurant that we'd like to eat at literally three days later. Not even, I think it was two days later. Guy, he, he's, texting me or calling me. He's like, we're all in, we're in, we're doing that. That's, that's right on. We have hundred percent peace. And I was so excited. So then the next meeting was a couple of weeks later. And I was like, so when are you going to quit your job? He's like, I already quit. I'm like, whoa, whoa, bro. I was like, dude, you already quit. He's like, I'm like, he quit this powerful career he had. And it just really, mo- he's like, yeah, he goes, and I love this about Jake in this season he's in. He's like, he's like, yeah, I, uh, because I've wasted time. I'm not wasting any more time. He goes, I'd rather jump out and have to trust God fully with everything in my life than to live safe and live. Um, and so I'm not recommending that everybody on the podcast does something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Jake, uh, Jake, it, the, and I know Jake. Jake's one of those guys that, like I said, I've known for over two decades. And and so he is actually getting mad, devoted, and, and passionate. And we're starting the school this fall. And our, our faith is to have three to five students by the fall time for a three-month uh, uh, time frame. And then the the, uh, the six-month terms will start in, in January. So I just love it, man. We're just we're, we're, we're in a season of like a lot of faith and all the things God's kind of put in our heart and all these different things that we could do are starting to kind of fall in line, like tumblers almost kind of like unlocking things. And so we're really, uh, I'm excited. I've told Jake, I'm like, man, your story of valor in this hour of your life is really encouraging me, um, makes me want to quit everything again. You know, I just, it, I have that kind of weird thing in me too, where I'm like, oh, dude, there's something powerful about only being able to depend on God to come through. And um, so that's a great story that I want to kind of put out there that Jake kind of looked fear right in the face and he looked at all these crippling things that he's allowed room. He's, he allowed it to come in for, for many years. 
And he just went ahead and just took like, like a sword to it and just slayed all of it and killed it. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go fully after the heart of God. So, wow. yeah, it's powerful stuff, isn't it, guys? Yeah, it is. Continue because I remember my twenties to live as a risk taker was one thing. Like you were saying earlier, to be cavalier in your twenties. In my thirties, it it had different meaning. Uh, you know, in my forties, and so whether you're whether your uh, ministry assignment is in church work or your ministry assignments in marketplace work, um, fear comes to all of us. And so you you know your assignment in the marketplace, and you know if you're an entrepreneur, if you're if you're called to be a good uh, worker and stewards in somebody else's vision. Um, do it with all your heart, do it with all your might, you know, but don't let the fear stop you from the, your, your own assignment. And I, Jake has just been kind of like my recent in, in story of inspiration. You know, I see the guy, I'm like, man, cause he didn't come to me and say, Hey, pay my salary. Um, I came to him and said, I want to pay your salary. I don't have the means right this moment, but I want to do that. And, but it was just one of the, he didn't even wait on all that stuff. He didn't wait for any of that. He didn't wait for any of that stuff to, to determine what he was going to do. Homie just been like, no, I'm just going after it. Like every day I'm just going to pray and I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And I'm going to build the school and I'm going to, it's just really cool and exciting. So if you're interested in the, in the school, if, if you're uh, like post high school and you want to um, check out the school and you want to be one of those students for those three months or might, you might know somebody they're going to come hang with us for three months and get kind of like baptized in our culture and, and in the grace stops world. And it's not just for men. I mean, uh, you can send your sons and daughters or friends uh, to this. So um, get a hold of us, gracestops.net. Get on our website. There's uh, email. There's a way you can email us. Get on our social media. Be cool. So, guys, thanks for pouring your hearts out today. It's been a great time together. Great podcast. Josh, it's always good to have you on. Love it. Yeah, love you guys. Love doing life with you. So, hey, guys, until next time, be strong, be courageous, and live upright. That was good.